golf better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode 160. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Brissell. Thanks so much for joining us. We say it every time if you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber. Either way, we are glad you've joined us. And joining me today is Vice President of Purchasing and Resident College Football Expert, Carrie Cabase. Carrie, thanks so much for coming back. We had a big demand to have this follow-up episode. Well, we said uh, we'd look at the uh, first half of the season, Tom, and see where we are. And we'll look at how bad our picks are, and we can come back and <laughs> try to try to get some type of semblance of what's going on in uh, in college football. But uh, glad to be back with you and a uh, lot to talk about. It's amazing that it's halfway over already. I mean, we, we haven't had a podcast since the last one, and boy, does time fly. At the midway point, and uh, nationally, there's a lot of implications. As we predicted, a lot of things were going to happen nationally. But uh, we want to focus... For the beginning here in the SEC, and normally it's the wild, wild west, but uh, might be something a little different this year. It's the wild, wild east. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. And uh, you had a team like Missouri, who we probably uh, didn't give a lot of credit, but we did mention that uh, in our first show that James Franklin is a veteran quarterback who's been hurt most of his career. Uh, you know, was a wild card for them and could could uh, really be a factor in the season. And as it turns out, he has been, and unfortunately, he goes down last week in their win. And uh, it's really a shame. If you look at the East, you got two quarterbacks, Florida's Driscoll and Franklin and Missouri, now off the field, which has really hurt both their chances. But it's going to be really cool these next few weeks. Missouri has uh, Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee at home the next three weeks. It'll determine their really their fate in the conference, these three home games, I believe. And then off, obviously we have South Carolina still has to play Florida, and Florida has not only has to play South Carolina, they got to play Georgia. Yeah, and I'll be the first one to admit or confess <laughs> I said Missouri was going to be rock bottom. But you said it best, Franklin, if Franklin stays healthy, now we get to really see what they can do because poor kid went down last week in that upset win. So we'll see what they've got now. Well, hey, the good news for them is they control their destiny. There's only two teams in the East that control their destiny right now, Missouri and Florida. Uh, Georgia and South Carolina are going to need some help. If they win out, uh, uh, they can still get there, but they'll, they'll need a little bit of help. So it'll be very interesting. These last uh, five or six weeks will determine uh, what goes on in the knees, obviously. Well, can anybody else at Florida get hurt? Well, they've been wiped out. Yeah. And not only uh, injuries, but the key players, big-time players, you know, uh, NFL-type players. So uh, I give Muschamp all the credit in the world, just like I get to give Mark Rick credit at Georgia, the walking wounded there. For them, uh, that loss last week really was not hard to see with all the injuries they had, but uh, both those teams have just been really, really decimated with key injuries to key players. Well, we're halfway down SEC East. How do you see it kind of shaping up? Do you see Missouri keeping this role going, or is some all good things must come to an end? Well, I think it's really going to hurt them uh, having to go with a freshman quarterback. So, uh, And also, they still have to play Texas A&M their last game of the season. So they got some tough games. Florida's have to play Florida, South Carolina, and uh, A&M. So I'm going to stick with my original, and I think you agreed. I uh, originally said I thought the South Carolina-Florida game would be determining who wins the East. I think that can still happen. One other thought I had from the East was I predicted that Vanderbilt would kind of be the spoiler, either for Georgia, Florida, one of those two, and you know they still might be. Well, they got Georgia this week at home. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, they've had a tough go. I mean, they've had some tough games, and uh, obviously it hadn't panned out the way they wanted to, but they will be a factor in who wins this conference uh, division, no question. All right, let's shift it over to the West. The, right now, you and I both predicted Alabama would be on top. They're winning. I don't think they're winning as much as the people around the country would like to see them win, but, but they are pulling out wins very, very businesslike. 
Well, they're a, they're just a really talented team. A lot of young. He's played a lot of freshmen, uh, probably more than he has in the past. We said on the first show, I thought offensively it may be one of their best teams from a skill position. Great, uh, really great wide receivers, good running backs, offensive line, talented players, hadn't played a lot together. You see that as a work in progress, but I think they just continue to roll. It, it'll come down to the LSU game on November the 9th. Uh, at home, I think that'll be the determining factor. Uh, if they win that game, I think they are all the way through, uh, and uh, we'll be playing for the national championship. Did Alabama catch a break by playing Texas A&M second game of the year this year versus playing them late, like the week before LSU, I mean, week after LSU last year? I mean, is it better to catch Johnny football and everybody early? Because I mean, they're putting up you know video game numbers as well. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think Alabama's got a, a lot of young talent. I think they're going they're going to get better and better. But uh, you know, Johnny football is just unbelievable. I mean, I don't care uh, when you play him; it's going to be a battle. But they uh, their offense came through for them in that game. And uh, as we said, we thought they would have a great offense, and Alabama does it. I don't think AJ McCarron gets enough credit for what he does. Uh, I've been saying said that at the beginning of the show. This guy is unbelievable uh, winner. And I think he's the big difference in these big ball games. Yeah. Also in the West, you talked about LSU, but eight teams right now in the SEC, as we speak, are in the top 25. Auburn, I know you're your alma mater, but boy, what a step they've taken this year and how they've come back. Yeah, I think Gus has done a great job there. He has uh, instilled the confidence in the players, and uh, it just righted the ship, if you will. I don't think they're quite ready to to compete with uh, with Alabama yet, or they, they proved they couldn't play with LSU, but they're on the right track, and uh, he'll make them. I mean, it's so important uh, for Auburn to be good in football. It's just a big part of uh, who we are, and uh, Gus will get us back to where we need to be. But we have a big game this week with A&M. Uh, I think this will be a huge measuring stick for Auburn to see if they're able to play with the elite and uh, if they can contain Johnny football. Another big game this week, and they're going to be big games every week, is LSU and Ole Miss. Exactly. Poor, poor Ole Miss. How about this streak? Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M, and now LSU all in a row. I mean, it's just a brutal schedule. A very talented team. They're capable of beating anybody. They proved that against uh, A&M. It was one of the best games of the year. So it'll be a shootout down there, and LSU better watch themselves. They're not ready to play. They have the talent, Ole Miss does, to give them a heck of a game. Also in the West, but kind of hanging around the bottom, Mississippi State. What's it going to take down there? Is this is this kind of the litmus test for Dan Mullen? I mean, he came in there hot, and they, and they retained him. I think they extended him when he first got there, the contract. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a tough year for them. It's just a brutal division. I mean, think about it. When you have to play Alabama, LSU, you know, Texas A&M, Auburn. I mean, I don't think Mississippi State's that bad a football team. But when you're playing against these guys, if you don't bring your best every week, it's hard to win. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, so let's go with our predictions in the East and the West to play in Atlanta. First weekend in December, who do you like? Well, I'm going to stick with South Carolina. I think they're the healthiest team in the East. I think uh, if they uh, run the table here, uh, I think things are going to fall their way. I think Missouri should lose a couple of games. In fact, they, they play Missouri in a couple of weeks, so if they beat them, they would hold the tiebreaker with them. I just feel like Georgia, as beat up as they are, will be hard for them to win the rest of their conference games. So we said they have a tough game against Fandy. They still have Florida. They have a road trip to Auburn that early in the season. You wouldn't have thought that was such a big game, but it probably will be. But I'm going to stick with South Carolina to come out of the East. Yeah, I, the Florida's a little bit too banged up. I like South Carolina. I like the, the head ball coach to, to bring him back. I, I'm sorry, Missouri, where I put you early in here. But maybe that's kind of like Mike Greenberg on ESPN. I jinx you, or I pick you, and I jinx you and do the vice versa. You know, I picked you to finish bottom. You're in the top. But nice run they've been having. I like South Carolina. Over in the West, like you said, Alabama controls their own destiny. But should they lose to LSU? 
and you've got a one-loss LSU team, a one-loss A&M team, and a one-loss Alabama team. I guess is, is that mathematically possible, I guess? It's yeah. not because A&M's got to play, play LSU. LSU. That's so right. one of those teams will have, uh, would have two losses. But uh, I, I think Alabama beats them at home. I think that'll be uh, – they have a week off. I think they both have a week off, but I think that's the game that Alabama knows they have to have. Uh, LSU's got a great football team. If they win that game and then obviously were to beat A&M, run, run, win the rest of their games, they're in. So uh, very interesting situation. We, you and I talked earlier at lunch today. You, you could see a possibility a team like A&M that wins the rest of their games. Uh, Alabama wins their games. They could be sitting there 11-1, and one, not winning the West, not having to play in the championship game, but still very much in the national championship picture. Let's take a short break and hear from our sponsor this week, Seymour Putter Company. And make sure you visit our website, www.edwinwattsgolf.com. Click on the podcast link, and there will be a register to win tab down there. And Jim Grunberg of Seymour Putter Company has been kind enough to donate for you a custom putter. It's built to your specs uh, that will be shipped right to you. So make sure you don't miss out on this. But uh, short message, and we'll be right back. Why has Seymour's patented and proven rifle scope technology made so many golfers better putters? And how will it help you? Well, the best putters in the world get three things right when they make putts. A perfect stroke with the right line at the right speed. Seymour's rifle scope technology actually helps all three. It's won two major championships, dozens of PGA Tour events, set the all-time PGA Tour putting record, and it can help you too. Here's how. By aiming the alignment line down the target line and hiding the red dotted address and framing the two white reference lines along the vertical shaft, the golfer is now set up in a perfect stance, square to the putter and square to the target line. The golfer is locked in on the target like radar. By hiding the red dot throughout the stroke, the golfer utilizes a putting system which puts the path of the putter on the right line at all times, guaranteeing a perfect natural arc stroke and the release of the putter head. The head returns to square at impact every time, meaning you make more putts. Seymour's rifle scope technology opens the door to a putter and putting system which will lead to long-term game improvement. With the right stroke every time and the confidence to know one is square, the golfer can focus on the speed and line needed to make every putt. Seymour Golf and Rifle Scope Technology, proud sponsors of Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Welcome back, and thanks again to our friends at Seymour Putter Company, our sponsors for today's Golf Better podcast, which actually has nothing to do with the game of golf other than golfers love football, and football players love to play golf. Nationally, like I said, I stepped out there with Missouri. You stepped out there with Stanford. Boy, they stubbed their toe last week. That was a stunning loss to Utah. Not that Utah is a bad team, but no, anytime, you're on, anytime you're on the road, even you know the Pac-12's got some really great teams. If you don't bring your best game, you can uh, get beat. But, yeah, that was a shocker. And uh, uh, that long-anticipated Stanford-Oregon game, which everybody thought would be whoever wins that game has a good chance to play for the national championship game, still has big implications in the national picture. But, obviously, uh, a lot different story for Stanford. They have to win out and now get some some help to have any chance to play for the national championship. And out west, there's one more to talk about. It's four letters: U C L A. Yeah, they yeah. they've done a good. Jim Moore's done a great job there, and uh, they have a should win the the Southern uh, Division of the Pac-12. 
but then they will probably replay Oregon. And uh, I think Oregon with this Marriott at quarterback is just spectacular. If you know, I think a dream game would be Alabama playing Oregon in the national championship. And right now, if they both went out, that's exactly what will happen. Let's shift it around the country a little bit. Another team, some other teams that are flies in the ointment. The first one is up there in Columbus, Ohio, and Urban is keeping it going. A perfect, perfect record since he took took the uh, took the helm. On our last show, I said the guy's died and gone to heaven playing in the Big Ten. I don't know if the guy ever loses a game up there, especially when he gets his own players eventually, which uh, he's only in the second year there. But Ohio State's got a pretty easy path. I mean, uh, they got Michigan left. Other than that, I think they. Probably will have a great chance to win the rest of their games. They will have to play in a title game now since they have uh, 12 teams up there. But I don't see who anybody can beat them on the other side. So they've got a great chance to go all the way. What would the buzz be or the TV ratings if Urban Meyer can be the man to face the SEC and bring them down, seeing as he was part? You, you figure five of the last seven BCS national championships were won by Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. That's right. Well, and it could happen. I mean, uh, I think that would be a, a great matchup. Obviously, two great schools and then obviously two really, really good coaches. Yeah. Some others we need to talk about. Just down the road from us, two hours, 15 minutes to the east, famous Jameis Winston and the Florida State Seminoles. They've got a big one this week against the fighting Dabos, Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. Maybe the biggest game in ACC history or at least one of the best biggest games in ACC history. I mean, you got the uh, Clemson team playing at home. It's a really, really good team led by a veteran senior quarterback in Taj Boyd. And then you have uh, Mr. Winston, who has proven that he is every bit as talented. I think it'll be a great game. I think FSU overall probably has a little better talent overall on both sides of the ball, but then also you're playing up there in Death Valley. So that's the great equalizer. Uh, If I had to predict a winner right there, I would probably have to slide to the home team because Death Valley is just a huge advantage to be playing at home in a big game like that. Now, Florida State hasn't had a close game yet. We'll see how they re- how they react in a close game. I remember a Florida State-Clemson matchup years back when it was a big one. And I talked to him earlier in the week, Coach Bowden. Didn't talk to him about this. Maybe I ought to have him call Jimbo and have him teach him the punt ruski because that's what made the difference in the game was that punt ruski back in the day. You're exactly right. It'll be a great game. And then whoever wins that game, Tom, if you look at it, Clemson would have clear sailing all the way to the South Carolina game. Uh, then they would probably be matched up, it looks like, against Virginia Tech in the conference championship game. If FSU were to win, they would have Miami at home. They do have a road game with Florida, then the championship game probably again against Virginia Tech. So whoever wins this game doesn't have a guaranteed undefeated season, but they're, that's a big step to getting there, though. And Virginia Tech's made a nice move since that opening loss to Alabama in, in Atlanta. And have played some bad games. Marshall almost beat them. I mean, they've been struggling. It's a typical Virginia Tech team. They hang around. They uh, they win these close games. And you look up right now, they're 5-1, and one, and they're probably going to win the uh, – the East, if they, if they beat Miami. There's one more flying the ointment out there. The last one up in Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals, <laughs> Charlie Strong. Oh, they don't play anybody. They're in the, the American, the yeah. American Athletic Conference. And uh, they had a tough one last week against Rutgers. This week, they on a Friday night game, they have to play Central Florida. And George O'Leary's coaching them up down there. Yeah, George's done a great job. Central Florida's got a good team. They gave uh, South Carolina a great game uh, a few weeks ago. But you're right, Louisville's got the schedule. Their problem would be, even if they run the table, that their strength of schedule would be a big uh, you know, problem for them unless 
you know, everybody else loses at least a game or so. So uh, they definitely have to go undefeated to have any kind of chance, and even then they'll probably need a little bit of help or luck to be able to have a chance to play for the national championship game. All right, national championship game. We get to reshuffle our cards. We hit, you know, so we kind of messed up the yep. beginning. We got some changes now that we're halfway through. Who do you like, Kerry? And uh, what do you see as kind of a shocker that might happen out there as a national championship game? Well, I think I think Alabama. I still got to uh, look at them to be in the game. I think the schedule was good for them this year. As I said uh, on our last show, they got Kentucky and Tennessee on the East, where LSU had to play Florida and Georgia, which was a huge advantage. Uh, the schedule just worked out real well for them this year. I think if they win the LSU game, they go all the way. So they'll be one of the players in the game. Uh, now I, I'm going to stick with the Pac-12. Uh, I picked Stanford. I think now the, after watching Oregon play like that, so I think your number one and number two teams in the country in the polls right now uh, have a very, very good chance to – to collide and play for the national championship, and I think it'd be one of the great matchups of all time. I think that's what everybody wanted last year. It didn't happen, and, yeah. and, it, and that that probably is the, the the favorite pick, and probably is the right pick. I'll give you one that that kind of sticks out to me that just might could happen. And I got that feeling two years ago when I left Tuscaloosa after LSU played Alabama, and Alabama lost after Johnny Football and barely lost to the Crimson Tide. I said these guys might be around. And if everybody starts knocking everybody off, it would take everything else, but they could be the Alabama of this year where Alabama has to go play in a conference championship game and A&M could be there waiting. I don't know that sentiment would put two SEC teams back in it, but it could happen. But otherwise, I think I like Oregon. Yeah, and I, your point on A&M is really good. So look at the wins. They beat Auburn, who's a top 25 team this week. They got LSU left. They got Missouri left. So they have some quality wins coming up. It will actually move them up the poles, and if things fall like usually happens in college football, these teams that you think are going to pretty well locked to get there, lose a the game they shouldn't lose, a la Stanford and Utah last week, uh, you could see an 11-1 A&M team uh, sitting right outside the window there, and if all things fall right, you could see them playing the national championship game. Yeah, I think it's Alabama, Oregon, or it could be A&M. Could be a number, but uh, we've had fun doing it. Maybe we'll come back and, and do a bowl prediction you know, when we get into BCS season. Uh, I think toward the end of, at the end of the season, let's do that. We'll uh, look at how it all plans out and um, do some bowl matchups and see where we are. Hey, one more time, please visit edwinwattsgolf.com. Not only the shop, but click on the podcast link on that homepage. Scroll down and you'll see three boxes. One of them is ask the experts. You can ask any questions you want, but the main one we want to tell you about today is register to win. You get the chance to register to win that custom-made Seymour putter made custom for you by the good friends at Seymour Putter Company. And special thanks to Jim Grunberg and his team for uh, for putting that up, even though he is a huge Stanford fan and probably in a little bit of depression right now. Well, we put a suicide watch on him after last week's game, so I hope he's okay. And uh, I it was a, a tough loss for him, but Jim's a great guy, and Seymour uh, Putter, trust me, if you want to really play with a quality putter, uh, rifle scope technology is uh, where it's had to be for alignment, uh, keeping that putter square at contact, which is what it's all about. So definitely uh, take a look at what, uh, go to our site or their site and look at what they have to offer, and uh, fantastic made mill putters. Yeah, thanks again, Jim, and thanks again, Kerry. We'll, maybe we'll do it again before the season's over. Who knows? Thanks, Tom. And thanks to you, our listeners, and we'll do it again next time when we have another episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.